uh, on the show now is the Chief Executive of the Warriors, Cam George. G'day, mate. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Congrats on getting uh, Webby over the line to 2028, mate. Uh, how long has that conversation been going on? Uh, look, we talk about it occasionally um, during the back end of the season. We just wanted to get to the end of the footy season and then him and I had a catch-up uh, about 10 days ago. We just sorted it out pretty quickly and had a beer and got on with it. What's the importance of uh, the length of contract, Cameron, uh, with what's going on at the club? Uh, I think the, the real important part for us, Campy, is we start next year with our under-17 team, the Harold Matts team, and we're you know talking to a lot of families, talking to a lot of kids about you know the retention of you know they're, they're them playing in New Zealand and following our pathways, and to have a head coach that's locked in for that longer-term aspect really allows us to give them a really good vision to the future and what it looks like. It also allows those kids coming to our system this off-season. Um, to understand you know, Webby's way and really drive that from the day one, and then as they progress upwards into, you know, SG Ball, Jersey Fleet, New South Wales Cup, NRL. Hopefully, um, you know, from their perspective, they've enjoyed the journey underneath Webby, and and they've had the same head coach right through. So. Sort of want to lock it away for as long as we could for that reason. You've made a few changes already. Morgs is headed up to the Cowboys. You bring young Slade up. Um, what what does a coaching pathway look like for for coaches in New Zealand, Cameron? Yeah, so there's there is a, a really good pathway now, an opportunity for with us. Um, obviously, other bodies as well, but. You know, from Harold Matt's team to Jersey Flag, SG Ball, Jersey Flag, New South Wales Cup, we're really keen to bring you know local talent in around the coaching arena. We went out exploring um, a few months ago. Uh, we've got some managers coming in for the first time, physios, trainers, um, right through to coaching, and there's that opportunity. Um, we're investing heavily in that, and that's our that's our goal. Um, we just purchased a building over beside Mount Smart Stadium to redevelop it into our own pathways gym um, and so on. So we've just done a deal with um, One Tree Hill College about developing their fields into training facilities as well for our pathways. So it's a real critical part of us now and we're so excited about it. We're equal footing every other club in the NRL and it's about time uh, and we're, we're putting everything we can into it. Mate, uh, Cameron, well done on that, that announcement. Obviously, 2025 extended to 2028. Huge announcement and, and great signs for the future of the Warriors. But what is the most important aspect continue on this momentum from this year heading into next year, knowing with what you've been able to do this year? Yeah, look, we've got some, um, we've got some ideas. We, we need to you know, um, have a philosophy of retaining where we've got to where we're at now and lock and reload going into the future. So we've got some exercises we'll do as a club over the next month or two and we need everyone to understand that we don't take this for granted. Uh, we've got to work harder, we've got to be better right across the board and I talk in the office right through to you know, the captain of our NRL team. So we've got a huge opportunity. Um, we've worked hard to get there through some rough, tough times but we're going to grab it with both hands and bring our fans along and grow our membership base and, and grow our opportunity to be successful. You've you've got Webby locked in, Cameron. What about the roster? You've got a bit of an ageing roster. Tohu, uh, Sean, possibly another year. Rogers in his 31st year. 
Um, what is what is the market uh, throwing up for you? Is, can can we expect another signing? Um, yeah, look, well, Braden Williami Campy was sort of a bit left field with his retirement, unfortunately for him. Um, and so that presents a, a spot. Um, look, Webby and Cappy are just floating around, seeing what pops up. Um, as you well know, they, they sort of can come from left field. We're doing some some looking around to see what that looks like. We're in no hurry. Um, I think you saw on the weekend with the New Zealand A's, we've got some really good young talent coming through. Um, and really pleased to see them represent their country and get that experience. So we're marrying up sort of what you're talking about with actually backing some of our kids moving forward because if we're going to go down this pathway as a development to the level we are, we've got to, at some stage, you know, back them. And um, hopefully in 12 months' time, they're coming through thick and fast. So we'll see what happens. When you talk about that, um, Cam, do you talk about taking New Zealand into a, a, a competition-based um, scenario with these these jersey flag kids because at the moment it's just tournaments they get together for a week and then don't play any any more competitions throughout the year. Are the Warriors looking at setting up a national comp? Mate, we'd love to. We'd, I'd love to talk about that and, and look at all of those opportunities of revamping the whole the whole you know um, strategy here. Like the NRL are really keen to help where they can to do that. Um, you know, I would prefer to play in New Zealand than the New South Wales competitions, but we're just not there yet, obviously. So we've got to get that change and get that quality up over time to match it. So we can take a player from a local competition, domestic, and play NRL or vice versa, drop a player back. Um, but we've just got to get that quality to that level first and foremost. But all ears are open and eyes are open for ideas there, can be. Yep, and it's refreshing to hear... hear Cameron, you talk about those pathways in New Zealand because you know how passionate I am about that. And let's let's just have a little bit of a chat about uh, what I think is is a hot topic at the moment. That's Stacey Jones's national coach. Do you think having a national coach, especially down in your head office, you've signed Webby to a long term yes. contract? Should Stacey Jones be the national coach and progress through that that line as well? Yes. Um, look, this ain't a personal thing. This is just a professional take from mine. Where I sit, um, if uh, look, Michael McGuire, um, if he does have the New South Wales job, I think that's a, a focus he cannot afford to uh, jeopardise for for that organisation. Look, he's got the one of the best representative jobs in the world, um, and obviously the New South Wales job is, as you read, is of interest to him. I don't see how uh, a coach of that level at Queensland or New South Wales can develop Australian players to that level and then come and coach a national team offshore uh, against those players. So uh, I think for sure and certain, if that happens, Stacey Jones, for mine, is and should be a shilling. He's bled in that jumper, mate. He's created parts of that jumper. Players will play for him. They will stand up and be so proud to represent their country underneath Stacey Jones's leadership. And um, I know he'll put great people around him, and he'll inspire the country to play for the Kiwis. And, and that's the mana he's got. And I hope he gets that opportunity if Michael McGuire moves on. Cam, we're seeing a bit of news coming uh, from across the Tasman that Josh Curran's talking to the Dogs, uh, and, and you might let him go a year early from the contract. Uh, is that just about freeing up cap space for you guys, uh, given that we do have, I, I guess, a few second rows coming uh, through? 
It's not it's not the cap space. Um, look, what what the discussion was about was we just touched on it with Cappy was um, beyond next year. Um, you know, Webby and Cappy and, and the club really keen to back some of their key kids coming through, and mm. that's the responsibility we've got with the pathway system. And so Josh was just advised that look, it's unlikely beyond next year that um, we'd be re-signing. So. On that basis, if you do find an option um, that's long-term and better, um, please come and talk to us. But you are here this year, and um, we're happy to have you here this year, and there's no problem with that whatsoever. And things could change as well beyond that. But we're just being very transparent with a player that's um, you know, from Australia and um, may wish to look to be closer to home. Uh, I don't know who he's talking to. We've had no official um, approaches about him. Um, however, um, we've told that to Josh and we've just been completely open and honest with him and um, he's appreciated that and look, it, it's just the way sometimes it works out timing-wise with kids coming through in your, in your position, so um, he most likely will be here next year. If not, we're very comfortable where we're at. Hey, Cameron, just, just on the top two sides in the NRL, you had the Broncos, you had the Penrith Panthers, you know, going out and playing a hell of a final. How do we close the gap in terms of being able to compete with those two teams? Because I'll be honest, I looked at those two teams, I said, mate, they're in their own space at the moment. They're on an absolute heater. Is that at the front of your mind? Yeah, it's funny. I was only saying this to a mate the other day. Um, we're talking about the exact same topic. I just think you need to be fit. You need to be fast. You need to be you know, on your game. That's, that's where they've got to, but... You have a look at those both clubs. They have a, a, a tremendous and long-term development of pathway system, mm-hmm. and they're bringing their own through, and they've got their own identity right. They've got their belief right, um, and naturally, they're you know they're, they're making the right calls with their players. So well done to them. But we'll get there, mate. We're not far off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone has a bad day, and um, but they are strong clubs, and we want to be like them, a powerhouse. And we have the we have the opportunity to do that with our backyard. Um, so we just got to get there, mate, through our own talent. But you need a lot of luck. You need to be fit. Yeah, you need to be fit, and you definitely needed that development model, which is um, good to see you. You're talking about that, um, Cam. The New Zealand A, they did produce uh, quite a number of good players in that game against uh, the Tongan A side on Saturday. Uh, the Josh Curran situation, we. With this um, 17s and 18s competition coming through, can we see uh, a lot more kids? Is that the vision coming through and representing um, from New Zealand as opposed to just keep going into that Australian market? Is that is that your vision? Yeah, absolutely. Kempi, we had um, uh, trials last week at Cornwall Park a couple of weeks ago, the 17s and the 19s, and um, we had over 1,200 registrations for the two teams. And... <laughs> You know, so they, they obviously scaled that down. We had kids playing everywhere. It was it was unreal. And um, Cappy had a really good format. Uh, played eight aside for 15 minutes early in the day, and then they formed into a 13 a team um, game later in the day. And it was really it was really good. And that that's our goal. That's what we want. That's how you win competitions with your salary cap. And um, sadly, we just haven't been able to start it for a fair while. Uh, but we're not looking back now. And we, we want our kids representing the Kiwis ultimately or Samara or Tonga. Um, 
whatever nationality, we want them to represent their nation, their culture, uh, and use us as a platform to get there and uh, stay home and let's do this together. Mate, when, when, do, when do you get back into, I guess, I guess pre-season, and, and are you worried about the few of the Kiwi boys um, and, of course, the Tongans and the Samoan boys that are from the Warriors playing these tournaments at the back end of the year? Because there's, there's talk about the season just being too long. Yeah, look, it's look. To be honest, this year we're not too bad, Kempi, in terms of numbers, um, quality-wise. We've got some good players there, but I mean, Charles and um, uh, Adam and Tonga. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll be back around Christmas, if not after. But most of the other guys are, you know, having a break now and they're ready to go. So they start the drip feed back in um, from about the eighth of November onwards. Um, had Rog and Chanel and Jazz in the other day doing a session together and it was great to see those guys having a laugh and a good time being back together and um, you know some of the guys are just ticking over um, doing some gym sessions and the likes but they'll be they'll be back sooner rather than later but you're right we just got to keep an eye on that whole program because all of a sudden the season doesn't finish it just continues and you start earlier next year now our, our trials will be in Feb and they're talking about trips to LA or sorry Las Vegas and all of a sudden that's an extra two weeks travel and so it's changing um, and it's something we've got to keep an eye on. Just on there, how's Roger looking and how do you manage him through the preseason and mate, where does he fit in this puzzle? <laughs> yeah, look, Webby's got a really good plan for him. Uh, Roger's yep. good, he looks so happy and um, you know, he just he looks great. It's great to see him back having a laugh and a good time and um He's off on a couple of weeks' holiday now. He'll be back mid-November, and he's going to have a pretty busy off-season, um, you know, especially around our defensive structures and so on that Webby's introduced since he's since he started here. So all that will be new to Roger, and we all know what he's like. He's a total professional. But I think Webby's going to be good for Roger, and Roger will be great for Webby and the team and the squad, and he'll find a spot, mate, and he'll add value for sure. Well, we know you're an avid uh, race scar too, Cam, being the uh, the chair of New Zealand <laughs> Thoroughbred. We've got the we've got the Cox Plate this weekend, the Melbourne Cup, uh, first Tuesday of the month, mate. Who are the two horses that you're following through those two races? I think Romantic Warrior, the Cox Plate. I, I think the Hong Kong horse will be foot on till this week. Um, you know what, mate? I, I don't know about the Melbourne Cup. I, I don't really care about the Melbourne Cup to be honest. But I tell you, what, I'd love to see our mate Alan Sharrick get there with ladies and. Um, and yes. have a bit of a go. Like it, it, it'd be awesome for New Zealand racing. Great for him, and be bad for you, Cap, because you'll have a hangover for a while. But um, <laughs> it, it would, it would it'd just be awesome to go and for him to take on the internationals and and be great for New Zealand. So, mm. yeah, okay. good. Cam, interesting you said that about the Melbourne Cup. Where, where are you at on the Everest then? Because we did have a few uh, debates about whether the Everest was going to unseat the Melbourne Cup as the number one race down this part of the world. I think generationally it will, and it does. Um, you know, the Melbourne Cup will always be the Melbourne Cup, but I feel like the, the whole new generation has shifted to the races like the Everest, which are, are different. They're a different model, full stops. We like the twilight meetings that we have in New Zealand and Australia. They are attracting and drawing the crowds that you don't get on a Saturday that goes for eight hours, uh, like Test cricket opposed to one day as uh, 2020s. So um, it's an ever-changing landscape. You've got to keep your eye on. But the Everest for me is is, is probably captured the nation now, and um, probably internationally it has as well. Would you see a slot race in in um, the Gallops 
like they do in the trots here in New Zealand, Cam? Um, mate, it's an interesting one. Uh, the thing for me is if you were to start something like that, sustainability around it, like, you know, if, if you were to own a slot, you you know, I don't want you just owning a slot for two years, three years, and then saying, I'll hand it over to someone else, and all of a sudden you can't find people. It's a different market here for that sort of thing. Um, I'd like, you know, I've challenged Brucey Sharrick and the guys come up with a different initiative. Um, find some other innovation around races and how we can do it. Um, slot races are good, mate, but, you know, the Everest is what it is, and I think everyone is chasing it and dreaming about it, but I don't think you can get there unless you're at that level. Good stuff, Cam, mate. Really appreciate you coming on. Go well. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, eh? Will do. Cheers, Thanks, Cam. guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye. Cameron George, Chief Executive of the Warriors. Uh, always a good chat. Always pretty transparent, eh? Kind of just tell, mm. tells you what's going on. There's uh, no, no hiding behind anything. Yeah, he's look, he's been, he's he's ridden that roller coaster, isn't it? At the, at the low of lows and the highs are just about the tip top of, of, the, of Everest, uh, taking them one game away from the, the final uh, uh, this year. So... Uh, yeah, the question around recruitment and pathways, you know, Cameron talk makes a lot of sense. You know, Penrith, the the way you catch Penrith in Brisbane is you've got to you've got to have a junior development model that develops your own, and that's what both of those clubs have got. And and you know, the Jerome Luwais, the Crichtons, the um, Clarys, and that those kids have been playing together since I was sixteen through the Jersey Flag competition into first grade. Now, you know, four grand finals later and. I can see them like you like you asked. Is it still Penrith that we're catching? Of course it is. It's still Penrith next year. Brisbane, I think, will be better for you. Got to lose one to win one. Um, but I like what I'm hearing coming out of Warriors headquarters and, and signing Webby on a long term contract. That is stability. That's what we need. My biggest concern, Kempi, is when you're the hunter like the Warriors. You know, no one expected them to do what they've done last year, going from okay to good. Now they've got to go from good to great mm. and carry that on. Like, so you've got to find something deeper within that group, which I think they can, don't get me wrong, but continuing on this momentum that they've created this year into next year, the pressure will be different. The yeah, pressure will be 100%. exponentially different. Mm. Yeah, everyone, everyone's expectations on the Warriors next year. Um, and, of course, you've got other teams that step up. That's why it's such a great competition is. You know, those teams that missed out on the eight this year, so who, who would have thought South and Sydney City weren't going to be there? You know? Yeah. So it's it's just the way it, it shapes up. Um, I think there will be teams that step up next year, but you're dead right about the Warriors. They're going to have to take another step. Well, was somebody yesterday telling me that they'd had a dream that it was going to be a Bulldogs-Roosters final in 2024. <laughs> so uh, got, a, got a lot, lot to change for that. No, someone had a dream. Yeah, I had a, I had a dream. No, it was that Instagram. Someone... He come out with all these stats, and it all made made sense. He's dr- tell them him to go on. back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it is eight twenty four <laughs> here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.